How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's jump into today's subject. Um, actually, there could have been something I, I could have talked about. Um, this is coming in late. Uh, had a pretty long day today, and um, I, I actually just got delayed for for a bit too because I had like an in depth conversation with my wife about stuff. But we'll we'll reserve that for a different day. Um, today, actually, I wanted to talk about. Uh, magic actually um so david blaine today uh did his ascension uh feat on youtube live today and it was so awesome to watch i've been his biggest fan forever i think he's definitely my number one um favorite magician and if you know anything about me one of the my favorite things i i I actually haven't talked about that on this podcast i don't think is um and one of my regrets for not learning um, enough of is magic. Um, I I am fascinated by magic. I love magic so much. It's one of those things that really alters your perspective on 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 reality and, and gets you to challenge certain things and and uh, be curious and and fascinated. It really brings up the the child in you. And I love anything that really brings up the the young youngness out of myself. Um, I'm always fascinated by it and I always love it. And I think it, it started off with on Fox a long time ago was the mass magician. I used to love watching that series um, on, on television when I was growing up as a kid, because it would be a magician sharing secrets of other magicians. And I thought it was so cool to see kind of how magic works and how it works in the background. And uh, from there, I, I, everyone went through like the Chris angels uh, thing during the mid uh, 2000s. Um, so I watched a lot of him. But throughout all of that was always, and then obviously like learning the history of magic from there and getting fascinated with it. And I had a lot of friends that, or not a lot of friends, but I had a couple friends I grew up with that were actually really good with some amateur work. And But in between all of that, there was always that guy that, that um, like Copperfield was was that, but I heard that a lot of Copperfield stuff was really like a lot of camera work, and um, some of his stuff got targeted by the mass magician. But there was one magician that you never saw anyone really come out against, and everyone was always always regarded him very highly, and that was David Blaine. And it was because he wasn't just performing magic; he was also performing magic through just physical feats. I used to love watching him do like all of these different feats that he would do. And today again, it was another proof of that where you could clearly tell that he didn't, wasn't pulling magic. I mean, the magic that he was pulling was just the magic of the human body and what it's capable of. If if you learn about it, but um, just watching him be 18,000 feet up in the air, like nearly as high as like aircraft go. And there's like a, you know, when you go up that high, you can feel it. It's cold. The There's barely any oxygen up there. And when he went up there and was able to talk and, and he had this technique where he was able to um, give himself like, uh, it was like a breathing technique that he could do where most skydivers were saying like, it's impossible to regulate your, like to give yourself uh, like an increase in oxygen at these altitudes. Like, um, like when you're this high, your O2 levels start to drop your percentage of like your blood oxygen level starts to drop. And it was cool watching him do this breathing technique where he was like 
at one point at like 80% of oxygen, uh, or oxygen levels in his blood. And after doing this technique, he got himself back to like 90 and you could tell it wasn't magic. Like it wasn't like, uh, a thing that he was doing with this, like the heart rate sensor that was clearly him doing it because he was legitimately that high up in the air with no assistance whatsoever. And it just proved just a validation of just like all the feats that he's done with being submerged uh, underwater for minutes um, to being, you know, uh, hanging on a, or sit, standing on top of a pole for hours to being locked up in a box, uh, like an invisible box um, for days. And it's just like seeing this guy's feats are just so awesome on top of the fact of all the magic tricks that this guy can do. So I recently told myself, like, as I, I was watching, because he was hyping this up on YouTube, and I, of course, I, I watch a ton of YouTube, so I was watching a lot of his videos hyping up this this uh, act that he was going to be doing today, um, and it was actually supposed to happen yesterday, but it got postponed because of weather, and um, just finally seeing all of that, that buildup happen today was really awesome. So while it was being built up, I told myself, you know what, one of the things I'm going to do during this pandemic outside of just this podcast is I want to learn magic because I think it'll be cool to be able to do magic tricks for my daughter. Cause I, I wish I had that growing up as a kid. Oh my God. It, it would have been so awesome seeing that all the time, like in person in live. So Sorry, I have to reach for this. I should have had it closer to me, but I got, uh, I was doing research on learning magic and a lot of uh, amateur and expert magicians always recommend to people to never look on YouTube because the first thing I wanted to do was like go on YouTube and learn magic. But uh, when I was reading a lot of like blogs and, and things from like magicians was that you should probably stick away from YouTube because a lot of amateur people go on YouTube and some of the techniques that they do isn't perfected. And so you can actually hinder. Um, and that's not all videos they were saying, but it's like, there's so much stuff is out there that you don't know if it's a good source or not. So they were like, actually one of the best places you could go to is actually your local library and, and check out books actually on that stuff. And so I actually got this one today um, we're not today in the mail. It arrived like three days ago, but I let my stuff sit because of COVID fear. But, um, it's called a Royal road to card magic because I've always been fascinated by card magic. I, I love cards. It's like always been, been a thing of mine and I've owned this deck of cards before. I actually got them when I used to play, uh, card games at like my old apartment in Orlando. Uh, but they got worn out, but I got them again. And so black is my favorite color, but black and red are definitely my favorite colors. But what makes this card deck so cool is that it's so, like when you have a professional deck in your hand, like a magician's deck, it is so you could tell the difference. Like it's the cards are so they glide through your fingers. It's so great. Um, and it's just it feels so great. Like I barely I barely have to move them and they just fall right into I don't know. It's hard to describe, but like you could you can't even see it in a video because I'm not really even doing it. But the cards are really cool, too. They're like this like dark deck, but um black and red are like my favorite colors so i definitely had to get the these these cards but um i'm gonna learn magic tricks so i'm super excited about that um these jokers are like super cool too um but uh oh and this card this deck actually has a card that i remember seeing before and it's part of like magic tricks but it's essentially a back facing card but it's on both sides 
So you're supposed to use this for certain card tricks that I'm not going to go over. And I'm, that's like a basic, basic card to have in a, in a magic deck that some magicians have in their, in their decks. And it's used for certain things, which is pretty awesome. But I can't wait to learn a lot of these tricks because a lot of stuff in this book actually talk about things you could do with a, a normal deck, with just like any kind of deck. Um, so if you're looking to get into magic, this is like a recommend, highly recommended by a lot of magicians for card tricks as a, as a good entry book to, to start reading. Uh, it's got a lot of stuff, but and it's really old looking, but you know it's like legitimate stuff in here when you have a lot of magicians that talk about like this material right here. It's like the good stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to learning some magic tricks. I told myself by the end of the year, I want to know like at least half the tricks in this book. And then uh, by next year, like continue learning more tricks and maybe learning more object stuff. But card tricks are always going to be great to know just because who doesn't have a, a deck of cards at their place. But anyways, I just want to talk about that. Like uh, I just want to share that little, little tidbit about myself. Just watching David Blaine today is just, I love watching his stuff. His stuff is so great. Um, I just love watching magic in general. Like I'm always fascinated by it and watching uh, Penn and Teller's um, fool us. I love watching that series. Like I love watching these magicians try to fool them. And there's actually this one, I'm forgetting his name. Um, phenomenal magician. I need, I'm going to pull it right now because it's, um, let's pull the cable on accident on my camera. Um, Fullest magician. Uh, Shin Lim. <sighs> Watch that guy's stuff. That guy's card tricks are insane. This guy is like one of the best magicians I've ever seen in my life. But uh, definitely look him up. It's S H I N as in Nancy, L as in Larry, I M as in Mary. Uh, Shin Lim. Great stuff. But yeah, David Blaine as well. Those are like the two people that are like my favorite magicians to watch at the moment. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. And I'll catch you guys manana. Peace.